1: UK Tech
2: Weekly Podcast. Round three of Carey Price and Burrell is go on the Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello, boys. How are you? Yeah, good. (laughs) Excellent. This is
1: is a disgusting sausage party.
2: (laughs) It's okay. Um, It sells. I don't know. We get some listens. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's
1: because we're men? Uh, No. It's put, you think all those of, people uh, would have been put off by women and going well? At least, at least I'll listen to that. Well, maybe
2: it's us that puts off the women because none of them want to be on this podcast. But we're here. We're here to talk about some tech. Uh, got two stories this week. We're going to start, David Price, with Snopes. So Snopes is a fact-checking website uh, set up to dispel urban myths and web rumors. But David, I'm sure you'll tell us more recently, depending on who you asked, has pivoted or descended into political commentary and come a cropper in terms of ad revenue.
1: I don't know if it's because of the political commentary um but it is it is complicated they they're being sued they are they are simultaneously being sued and suing somebody else um because they've got Having themselves into off. hot water um they are as you said a fact checking website they're they're the original sort of people call them a mom and pop website because right. they were founded by a couple um a married couple who then later got divorced sort of 20 years after this site was established and and that's where all the problems came from. Essentially, I think they got divorced about 2015. Okay. Um, and as a result of that, they
3: it's had a slippery slope from there, isn't it? Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, that's and, that's our one listener gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Sorry, that's, listener. That's one, that's one of our speakers gone. I
1: think. Uh, so at that point, they had to split the company. They split. Uh, they had a comp- a parent company called yep. Bardav. And they split that fifty-fifty between the two okay. divorced uh, founders and the uh the wife, Barbara Mickelson, um, she then sold it to somebody else and that's that's where the where the real trouble starts okay. start because they are now trying to exert control over the advertising revenues and actually withholding David Mickelson claims withholding advertising revenue from him. Okay. And so the site is now being starved of cash and they are suing this other group of people to try and unlock that money. But it's it's so complicated and Messy,
2: yeah, because I mean, not long ago, um, they had quite a few, um, they had a bit of pickup more recently in um, President, President Trump's run for office yeah. and the whole Brexit thing, the whole yeah. media obsession with fake news. They got quite a lot of high profile, um, yeah. profiles, uh, done of um, the guy, is it David Mickelson?
3: David Mickelson, um, because didn't Facebook start talking about sort of using Snopes? Yeah, they've hired them. yeah, they hired Snopes to make sure there's less fake news on the on the platform. I'm gonna, I say mm-hmm. hired.
1: David Mickelson, claims they don't get paid for that. <laughs> But uh, but then, I mean, there's lots of um, interesting speculation about where the money comes from, where the money goes. Yeah. Um, well, I, mean, I highly... mean, there's
2: been some exposes in the uh, sort of more tabloidy press about how potentially he paid for prostitutes on expenses um, and potentially he's married an escort who he once paid, paid for, for her services and then paid for their honeymoon possibly. with expenses. So, but you will know that. Is that fake news? I don't. It was on Can the Can we daily. check on Snow? It, 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 it is, was on. The, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's being it a beautiful, beautiful storm. <laughs> but you
1: will note that the people that are pushing those stories are the ones that are accused of fight fa- Well, yeah, I
2: read that. I read, that, I read that on, read that on the, the Daily news. Mail. I'm not. I'm not exactly. taking it as, as golden. But
1: it is. Yeah. It
3: is. Oh, it kind of makes me. If I was to put my tin hat on, it kind of like makes me think of everything that happened at like Gawker in terms yeah. of like. Um, or like you've got these like lawsuits coming out of nowhere, and then you find out like finally that it's being bankrolled by people that don't like the fact that Snopes are fact checking them at every turn. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, is there any sort of claims that that's going on in the background here? I I,
1: I think it's just that um, the sites that are uh, that have been damaged by their fact checking are just are jumping on it now. It's happening, mm. but I think this is just one of those cases where if you If you assemble a site in a haphazard manner in 1993 or 1994, you don't have the structure in place for it to be a sensible sensible. Well, exactly. And
2: it kind of shows that, as well, again, we we can't intrinsically link the two, but since they've perhaps moved into a more political uh, fact-checking agenda, you're suddenly realising that, like you say, anything that disrupts any kind of powerful status quo... Um, ad revenue yeah. won't keep you alive because yeah, it was just it, before it was just doing like um, sort of urban myths and stuff wasn't it like yeah. mm-hmm. you know can dogs look up and things like that but then um, if, if, it's mo- <laughs> if it's moved into is the, the, is this, the Henry can, can they look up <laughs> no it's like how, where is that from um, it's in a thing like, apparently they can't look up isn't that in Storm of the Dead apparently. or was it Hot Fuzz
1: apparently it's a dangerous word <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I need Snopes that's, well, that's what Snopes. Snopes, um, But yeah, yeah but now, Snopes, it's moved in, now it's moved into that, yeah. and the revenue. Are a so. fascinating company yeah. in
1: terms of pivoting because they've they have gone from this yeah this incredibly humble origin and they and they've never organised themselves. That's the, that's the thing. That it's that they have scaled yeah. and they've not been able to scale because when this company took over or well, took over part of them a couple of years ago, they discovered they didn't even have a CMS yeah. that they just built on this sort of outdated code. <laughs> That, that Yeah, it was in the 1990s, and they, it was like a blog, basically, and they were yeah. like, well, we can do this. And they've never really scaled, and they've never established this structure, and they've still had this, this relationship hanging over them that it's run by a married couple. And, of course, yeah, they're they're a, they're a couple. They have a messy relationship, and things have gone wrong, um, and maybe some of it's true, maybe some of it's not. But because they're, they're a company that has this dysfunctional structure, that has now meant that they've fallen apart. Um, and they would have been fine, as you said, 10 years ago, when they weren't a big deal, because if the advertising revenue stops coming in, oh, well, we don't get our £307 this month. Mm. Um, yeah. But they're, they're you
3: know, quite a big... One less space. escort for me. <laughs> <laughs> we well, do want to stress that that's not proven. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: God, imagine if Snopes
3: sued us. God, then. we're going to get sued,
2: aren't we? Nah. Uh, but <laughs> so then the, other to the other aspects of this, of course... Turn that off, nice and professional, is um, they did... Well, David, on his side, he did a... Crowdfunding campaign to save Snopes. Hashtag save Snopes. Um, That was the actual hashtag. Um, $500,000 in one day. Nice. So who are the people giving him the money? Because obviously we're saying, oh, you know... it matters to a lot of people, when it's an important
3: website. But that's quite a lot of crowdfunding in one day. For maybe for a, the Wikipedia like, founder, he's really on this. Jimmy Wales, yeah, Wales <laughs> is on this. Um, but it's
1: like, but it's not it's not just like a, a small number of large donations. It's a lot of ten dollars. Yeah, mm. they're really popular. They, you know, people understand and trust them. And and the way that the media landscape has moved, Snopes is more vital now. I'm going to sound like one of their uh, no, emails no, now, but they, they are. You know, nobody else does what they do, and. That's why we—it's it's ridiculous that we are depending on this, as we said, twenty-year-old, kind of primitive website, but yeah. it still does the things that we should all be doing,
2: which so, is checking everything. Forgive me if this is a crude comparison, but can we compare it to WikiLeaks in a way? Because it's doing the kind of the same, trying to guide society and saying, no. "Look, you're being."
1: No, I don't take that. No. I, I don't accept that at all. Uh, they are WikiLeaks is.
2: Obviously, a massive different agenda. Is a, is
1: a has an agenda and it's yeah. a political site in a way which was never really um, made clear at the beginning. But Snopes are, are I, I accept their claim that they are apolitical. Um, uh, Barbara Mickelson, uh, boy, she can't vote in the, in the US election, she's a Canadian citizen. Um, David Mickelson is, uh, was a registered Republican. Mm-hmm. They get accused of bias by both sides. It's like that BBC thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what they what they do and and people like um what's the organization called Fact, factcheck.org they they tested them out for bias and they found that they were applying exactly the same standards to both sides. That's pretty so you, great. So you get just as many forwarded emails saying that George Bush doesn't have a brain or whatever <laughs> that, that they would that they would then, they would deal with it in exactly the same way and they do seem to be fair. But it's just that um the Republican party of late has become somewhat dependent on <laughs> absolute arrant bullshit, Yeah. Um, which means that they suffer slightly more from yeah. there being somebody that calls them on that.
2: Is there a UK equivalent to something like Snopes? Is there anything apart from we just um, use Snopes, trust? Don't we? Sorry, I think we just use Snopes. Because to be honest, I'm not really aware of Snopes. You're um, not really aware of Snopes, no. Does that it's, make me it's a bad... such an
1: amazing website? Does that
2: mean, I don't. Have you seen um, Love Facts? Have you seen Once Upon a Time in the West? I have. It's
1: my favourite film. So you know that you know the, the subplot about the Irishman who. Buys the plot of land where the where the railroad is going right. to go, yeah, yeah, and then it's like in the middle of nowhere, and he just sits there for like fifteen years and waits for his land to become valuable when the train arrives mm. well that's what Snopes have done is that they they established this this thing that nobody cared about except a few people, and then twenty years later, the train has arrived, and the media landscape desperately needs them. Everything has fallen apart in terms of trust in media. And, and they're there, and they go right. This is what we've been doing for twenty years. We can, we now have the facilities to do this. He's saying that Snopes knew Trump was coming. Okay, they can. <laughs> if you imagine that they didn't know it and they were lucky, in, yeah. in that film instead of actually planning it, which is a fundamental difference. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I think it would be such a shame if they go down in such an ugly way as well.
3: I think I. Do you reckon they're going to go down? Like it sounds to me like they're going to get swallowed up by powerful people yet again.
1: Yeah, they might do. So they, as you said, they got $500,000 in the first 24 hours. That's since gone up to 600000 So it yeah, did absolutely. slow down a bit. And they, they estimate that their running costs are about 100000 a day. Uh, no, not a day, Whoa, a month. What I was going to say. <laughs> a month. Um, so that will keep them going for a while. Um, yeah. But it's not going to keep them going in perpetuity. And, and as we saw with Wikipedia, people do kind of, even for a website that they depend upon and, and love and trust... They do resent the idea of paying for something um, at all, really. But yeah. Um, yeah. certainly over a period of time.
2: I can't, I can't remember. I can't credit it to anyone, but I saw a good uh, Twitter joke the other day, and it was saying that it was basically. I'll paraphrase it, but it was saying at work, if someone goes, will give you three dollars to eat this old grape," you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." But then, like Jimmy Wells asks you for three dollars, and you're like, "Get fucked." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so why wouldn't people? Why when people yeah, pay true. for like good information? But they will pay for you know six six pound points.
1: It's, yeah, it's it's the it's the way you pay. I think. Remember, that there was all that stuff for a while ago about micro but that was the future of it. It mm. needs to be frictionless. Yeah, it's, frictionless. it's the it's the point of logging in and entering your bank details. That's the problem. Mm. Is that you've got three pounds in change on your desk. I. I you know, you just if somebody comes around with a birthday card for somebody that you don't even know. You go, yeah, there's the three pounds. Yeah. You just it's nothing because it's metal coins. But having to log in, that's the friction. That's the annoyance. I think. And we never solved it.
2: Mm dame well uh, log in if you want give snopes (laughs) three dollars it it matters yeah they they
1: have us for ten
2: they, um, okay, cool. i suppose that's a bit like the it's british about,
1: museum and they're suggesting a yeah. donation of five pounds <laughs> i don't think i will. <laughs> yeah, probably well,
2: not if i go to these museums i'm like who are these people who put 20 pound notes in there are these chinese tourists who like go oh i have a million yen but 20 pounds <laughs> that'll <laughs> that that can not be much
3: is <laughs> that slightly racist mm, no really
2: i mean I, i'd probably i'd probably <laughs> under like currency racism just like how we would under tip in 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 uh, in in china or japan right how many yen i have no idea how yeah. many yen to oh, a well, pound i
1: tend to just put some money in my hand and go please take the appropriate amount
2: (laughs) brilliant you allow people to rob you (laughs) yeah
1: well that's what tipping is isn't
2: it oh true hashtag wow that's a great place to end there Um, thanks Uh, obviously the obligatory question Uh, David Price uh, Land of Snope and Glory (laughs) or Not a Snope in Hell Uh, uh,
3: Land of Snope and Glory let's be positive
1: it's
2: got Kerry
3: it's just a better pun, isn't it? So, yeah, land of sniping and groin. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Excellent. same pun. Hold
0: on. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
3: It's the same
1: pun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's quite a funny word. You had to pun it. It's very funny. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. We'll come right back and talk about heavyweight AI fighting. It's Ali versus Fraser. It's Biggie versus Tupac. It's a bit like Jobs versus Gates, but really it's Goliath versus Goliath. Mark Zuckerberg did a backyard Q&A where he talked about AI for a bit and cooked a brisket and then got straight up Twitter dissed by the ever plucky fellow billionaire Elon Musk. Scott Carey, what has got the tech press all a-fussed
3: yeah I mean um slow newsweek in the tech press so there's, there's oh, really yeah. can, you tell?
2: can you tell one listener so theres
3: there's nothing like um two of the biggest names in tech having a little bicker um yep. online. pretty juicy um so yeah while most sort of founders and CEOs are chilling in the Hamptons um <laughs> Elon Musk and uh Zucker- Mark Zuckerberg are having a little spat over um ai and and it is quite playgroundy, so mm-hmm. I'll sort of lay out how it went down um (laughs) elon musk was um at a meeting of the american governors i don't even know what that meeting would be like but anyway he was asked about um ai and historically he's always been very um pessimistic negative um almost sort of uh, alarmist over the threat of ai um in the sort of vein of nick bostrom so um he actually said that um I keep ringing the alarm bell um, over AI, but until people see robots going down the street killing people, they don't know how to react. Um, <laughs> which, um, alarmist wow. is is probably the word. Um, so he, again, is sort of ringing the bell um, for regulating AI. He wants to um, sort of regulate the research of AI and the application of it before it gets sort of out of hand in in his eyes. Um the, the the problem here is that Musk sort of has skin in the game in that his big thing is about sort of colonizing other planets and moving us off Earth. So if there's a sort of strain of killer robots like that take over Earth, then great for him because we can all move to Mars. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brilliant. Anyway, uh, most of the sort of AI research community responded with a massive sigh Um as towards a, towards, as towards Musk, right? Um, because it, it's it is just wildly alarmist at this point, point. Um, okay. and, and AI is in no way, anywhere near that sort of level. Neither, more importantly, is robotics to the point where most of the videos of robots you see can be pushed over with a stick. So, so To, yeah.
1: to play devil's advocate, just for a second, please do. Is it not the case that you need to get the regulations in place before? The robots are equipped with scythes and the ability <laughs> it to. reminds
2: me of that episode of The Simpsons, uh, Itchy and Scratchy Land. Yes. It was, yeah. It's um, got um,
1: unbearable gas pain um,
2: land, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> one of the sections. A brilliant episode I highly recommend Sorry. so
3: yeah it's a fair point um and also the AI research community obviously don't want to be regulated so they're always going to tone down any okay. um, any sort of Skynet vibe negativity towards their work basically they want to be unfettered um, and they want to get on with their research because that's what they do for a living. Um, so I think that's fair. Um, so, so yeah as you said sort of Zuckerberg was was grilling brisket. Um, in his, in, in it, what looked
2: like uh, you know Stevenson's rockets. It was a proper <laughs> smoker. Yeah, no, I, was, I was actually fairly it's impressed. Um, it was like yeah, he looked like the Thumb Man because of the angle of the camera. Yeah, and then he just had like a steam engine cooking. The some Thumb Man. Yeah, you it's know, the, a really you know, bizarre, bizarre. You know, you know Thumb image. Man, right? Uh, yeah, the, the famous picture of the man that looks like a thumb. <laughs>
1: Keaton Jennings looks like a
2: thumb. I guess. Yeah, cricket I oh, okay.
3: Um, My bad. So <laughs> someone, it was, he was doing a live Q&A while he was waiting for his brisket to cook, as you do, <laughs> on Facebook Live. I, mean, I, I um, can't even count the number of times that I've had to do no, that. But. And someone asked him, like, what do you think about Elon Musk's recent comments about AI? And he said, um, I think the people who are naysayers and try to drum up these doomsday scenarios, I don't understand it. It's negative and it's irresponsible. Um, which I think is fair. Like he, and obviously Zuckerberg is always the optimist when it comes to things like this. Um, Facebook has a huge AI research lab, and they're yep. always talking about trying to apply AI to healthcare, um, to um, sort of democratizing the internet, to um, trying to make things better for people. Um, so he yeah. never talks about sort of algorithms um, <laughs> sort of, um, being bad. But well, like, like, like
2: that's, is that the difference here when we think about AI? People do think about unfortunately you know Elon Musk saying robots are going to you know take over everyone and it's going to be like the terminator yeah. but when Zuckerberg talks about AI is he just talking about you know machine learning
3: yeah that's i think that's there, there, there's i mean that's the problem with AI in in it's in quite general broad, is it's bracket. so broad um yeah. i think maybe like the the ideal is just to find somewhere in the middle here where yeah there needs to be regulation but also like i do like Zuckerberg's optimism like the fact that he's trying to apply this to Areas where it can help is obviously the best way to go about it. Um after um news of Zuckerberg's sort of um sub got out there, um Musk responded by saying, I've talked to Mark about this. His understanding of the subject is limited. <laughs> Ooh, which is the sickest burn. It's a pretty sick burn. <laughs> uh and, and that's and that's where we stand now. So we um it did Musk win that? argument well they just stopped didn't they yeah Yeah, we haven't heard zuckerberg's comeback (laughs) no well it's too sick a burn for him to come back i think
1: yeah i think his i think his sick burn is limited
3: it's hilarious that it is basically the argument that you would have two nerds having like at school where it'd be like i think your understanding is limited i think your understanding is limited (laughs) (laughs) let's
2: have a book off (laughs) so i mean yeah um what, what, what is musk doing in ai that's the, that he has the authority to comment on something like this because aside from you know he's he's got he's got so many so many fingers so many pies yeah but you got Tesla you got SpaceX um, Hyperloop but they're they're all more automotive in, so is he is he looking to automate these things
3: so it's Tesla um, so th- there's no AI in Hyperloop and he, Hyperloop was his idea but he actually doesn't do anything yeah, with Hyperloop he's the champion of it and then um, and then. Uh, yeah, there's no AI involved in SpaceX, really, although there might be something going on in the background. <laughs> they it's pretty... tend to keep
2: crashing. So. Yeah,
3: um, but yeah, Tesla. So Tesla is automated vehicles, and automated vehicle software is completely reliant on um, artificial intelligence. It needs You need the cameras on the car to be able to act like a human, so it needs to be able to see, it needs to be able to process information, it needs to be able to react. Um, so he considers himself... Um, a bit of an expert
2: so but from a pr point of view um when people think well this guy's an expert in ai and he says all these teslas are gonna you know get on their
3: hind wheels and come and
2: slaughter (laughs) us (laughs) like um what's he talking about when he's talking about robots it's 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 not very there's a big jump to what he's saying
3: i think he's he just does that because he wants to get a rise and because it's the easiest way to sort of scaremonger is to basically evoke the terminator i mean it is the But what, what why is it in his interest to scaremonger well, in, in theory, it's because he wants us all to move to Mars. Just he's a wanker. <laughs> yeah, like he's probably got legitimate concerns, and he should have. Like, and he obviously has read like Bostrom, and Bostrom's got some pretty scary concerns over AI. Yeah, um, he might not have a huge amount of agenda. Really, he might just like, and he does. He's always liked to be a little bit sort of provocative. Yeah, well, he's friends with Peter Thiel, isn't he? Yeah, so you gonna, like, he's gonna you rub like off getting... on getting.
1: He likes getting publicity and he has a different sort of approach to Zuckerberg because he, he does that sort of... He was a guy that was the the CEO of Ryanair and ev- every now and then if he wanted to get publicity, he'd say, we're going to take out the toilets or whatever. Yeah. He, he knows how to do that soundbite. Zuckerberg, and I, I sort of relate this to this presidential run thing, is that he's always more measured. He's always trying to be more sort of um, statesman-like. He, he, won't, he won't come out and say, hmm, I think Facebook should have... Uh, I don't know, face recognition to stop people voting or I don't know. whatever. Yeah,
3: but he is. He is extremely statesmanlike. He and doesn't that's go for why, a soundbite. Does no, it? and that's why it was quite surprising that he even responded to the question because normally yeah. he won't be one to sort of um, be provocative or be confrontational. Um, he, he tends to be, yeah, more statesmanlike.
2: But, you know, I think it was nice to see Zuckerberg you know, be a bit exasperated because you can tell it's something he's clearly passionate about. Yeah. Because, like you say, he, he unfortunately does come across slightly <laughs> robotic sometimes. So it was nice, kind of, him to see, despite him, you know, cooking in his Palo Alto backyard with a clear display of uh, of wealth. He's mm. still being like, like I'm trying to basically, I'm trying to help people. So I don't understand why people would um, try and shoot it down. Um,
1: but having regulations is not shooting it down, is it? I mean, you- no. No. You've got a
3: lot of interests. How lot, do you regulate something like that? Rubber Why
2: were you saying, rubber. Scott, that it wasn't in the interests of all these different bodies to, to have regulations yet?
3: Oh, because a researcher wants to be able to, to be free to like do their research. They definitely don't want someone coming in and putting up a load of red tape, being like, "Can you make sure that you don't do this? Don't do that."
1: Yeah, and it costs money to to comply with regulations. Yeah, it? every time regulations are brought in, companies count how much it's going to cost them.
2: Well, shut me down. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Henry no that's cool who else uh, in the AI wars then we've got Zuckerberg and and Musk but um, obviously we're talking about lots of different people having different approaches to it I mean is there anyone else who's going to pull ahead of the group
3: well I mean the the guys that, that spend all the money on this is, is are Google and Facebook yeah of course um, Google bought DeepMind an English company that does a lot of AI research they've had a lot of troubles of their own recently with the NHS mm-hmm. um, they developed an app um, for, um, I think it was liver disease. It was a very specific disease um, for basically using AI to um, pass um, through, like, um, medical records and stuff to to try and spot things earlier and quicker than doctors. But then the data agreement they set up with the NHS was um, badly written. Probably Um, doesn't run on XP either. Yeah. Um, Good point. It's a tech joke. Um, So, uh, yeah, anyway, so Google... um, also have their google brain um ai team which is responsible for a lot of their like internal um computer vision stuff like in google photos and stuff mm-hmm. like that some of the stuff they do in that is pretty cool actually it's very cool and google translate is all a and like there was yeah. a big step change in google translate and how good it became um about a year ago and that all came down to the research that was going on at google brain um, and then uh, the people that we always forget about are sort of um, Baidu and um, the Chinese um, tech superpowers and, and Yandex as well in Russia has a big AI lab that I wrote about um, the other week. So basically anyone that is in like Google's space and has that amount of data, they would be um, stupid not to try and sort of develop some AI because it will give them a competitive advantage.
1: Would Amazon be involved in that as well? Oh, Amazon yeah, are huge. The they're, they're, yeah,
3: they're the, ele- they're the sort of elephant in the room, really. Um, yeah, Alexa um, is, yeah, it's it's AI-driven. It's um, It learns what you like and adapts accordingly. So um, a lot of those AI sort of assistants um, run on that sort of thing. And then, of course, there's Microsoft as well, um, which, yeah. has, which has just announced that it's sort of bulking out its research lab because it feels like it's sort of slipping behind. Its rivals. So I mean, it's a huge battleground. Like every big tech company is is in on the AI thing. Um, n- just interesting, right? Not a lot of them actually talk about the sort of risks. Um, so th- these sort of spats don't break up very often, which is w- why I think the press quite. Yeah, quite you, only enjoy hear, it. you
2: only hear. Yeah, apart from things like this, it was, it's normally in automotive that you hear bad things, right? Like yeah. Uber trying to test. Everyone's kind of forgotten that Uber are trying to build autonomous vehicles since yeah. Travis Kalanick. Um, well, they're I'd currently I'd fighting believe. a lawsuit
3: against um, Google because um, apparently they stole a lot of. Um, I was going to say they probably car. couldn't have done it without. Yeah. <laughs> some knowledge of a bigger company with more data, right? It's classic Uber, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, like generally, they like these research labs and stuff like to get on with um, their business and, and stay quiet um, and not talk too much to the press or into the public um, because basically, when they do stuff like this, happens that, you know people start talking about like the end of the world. And it's not good for them um, and their funding and they don't want red tape. So, yeah, they tend to sort of try and do these things quietly. But then the risk of that is that um, we don't know what they're doing. They're building black box algorithms and it's all a little bit scary. Damn. Well,
2: slight slight pivot before we wrap up. So if you have automotive and uh, and things like that and Mm. autonomous vehicles coming, does that play into the French and British government's decision to uh, stop all production of petrol and diesel cars by 2040? Yeah, so does you, electric car
3: equal autonomous car? They I mean they are different but they they they're inextricably linked because um if you're going to spend the time and energy to build an electric car, you might as well try and make it autonomous in my opinion, which is what is happening at Tesla, like Tesla started out electric car and then it went into the autonomous space. Yeah. Um and I think most of the people that are doing electric cars um are looking at autonomous so the Ford um, had a change of leadership this year where they sacked sort of a long-time sort of classic CEO and they brought in the guy that was head of their autonomous driving division, which was sort of a clear signal that they're going to try and focus on that area. And then Volvo uh, this month, I think, came out and said that they're not going to build anything that isn't electric um, in the next sort of few years. So it's happening in quite a major way. And I think it's more interesting that the traditional car makers are starting to make these moves.
2: Will that mean that every company will just say, we no longer sell in these countries? Or does it mean that these these other companies are going to have to adapt and start building electric cars pretty quick? Because 2040 is not very far away. It's pretty far away. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 23 years. The speed
3: speed of technology change now would suggest that, that, that we should be at the point in 2040 where electric and autonomous technology is like... Up to the standards where we can just use it. The 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 problem is and always will be batteries. Like batteries are a bloody yep. nightmare. Like they just like we can't seem to It's quite
1: a partridge thing to say. <laughs> batteries <laughs> are a bloody nightmare.
3: We we can't <laughs> Um seem, <laughs> we can't seem to um, like create a step change in battery technology where they have more capacity yeah um, so the charging issue remains the biggest issue with electric cars A company that does
2: that for, for any sort of technology is going to be a very very rich company
3: yeah that will be the com- that will be the company that we have not heard of now that will be the biggest in 2040 if it ever happens
2: yeah speaking of things that run on electricity how about the fact that little Roombas you know there's little vacuums oh, the little- Vacuums. They've been collecting all your, all, your, all the data of where they go in your house and they've all mapped out your house and then Roomba is allowed to legally sell that data. That is
3: mental. Oh God. <laughs> that is absolutely mental. Did hear I didn't about know this? that? No. Yeah.
2: So um, apparently somebody has brought up that they have the ability to, as they bump around your house, you know, bumping into your feet and your cat and whatever, they actually can Send back data to Rimba, and Rimba is legally allowed to sell that data to other
3: companies. And there was a big thing this week about Alexa being able to listen to your conversations. What? Oh, I mean,
2: I've always thought that—that
3: yeah. <laughs> was. Possible yeah, you already anyway. had that
2: with um, the Xbox Kinect, wasn't it?
1: That it was uh, yeah. always
2: on, when I was listening to you. There's some very dodgy um, T's and C's and small print about you just
1: need Alexa. To read the small print. Nobody yeah. can. They're like 23 pages long. Nobody reads it. <laughs> Nobody reads 20. <laughs> Have you ever three read a whole T and C?
3: No, but like, like it's our job. Well, it's my job to read them and make them... um, Can you read them (laughs) for us? Yeah, and and then just sort of summarise what you're getting yourself into.
2: Yeah, get on to Rumba. This just reminds me of when... Do you remember when Bruce Willis got angry because he realised he didn't technically own his iTunes collection? Mm. (laughs) Because when you die, you can't... Because of all the T's and C's you click on when you agree to iTunes, when you download music from iTunes, it's only your property until you die and you can't pass it on in a will. Because basically Bruce Willis... Got so on the the iPod bandwagon that he had so much downloaded music he wanted to actually leave it as an asset, and he was legally not allowed to do that.
3: I wonder how much his iTunes library is worth. I don't know. Is he just all his own albums?
2: (laughs) He used to have. He used to be a recording artist, didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um,
1: He likes to sort of old soul and jazz standards. I think. I I don't. I do like
2: Bruce Willis quite a lot. You ever seen Hudson Hawk? I have not seen that. Not a great film. No, Lost Boy Scouts good. Is that him?
0: that's, that good. that's
2: a good film yeah. uh, what's your favourite Bruce Willis film you're not to say Die Hard oh it's Die Hard <laughs> no but mine isn't oh, my, my
1: favourite <laughs> is not Hudson Hawk you can't leave that as mine. <laughs> Hudson Hawk is a weak
2: film I don't think many people would have heard of it don't worry um, thank you that was a good uh, round up we didn't, we didn't go too far off the rails um, Scott Kerry AI Mother Zuckers or <laughs> Musk Try Harder I really
3: like AI Mother Zuckers that's good I like that
2: okay cool David uh, Musk try harder Ooh, we're split okay Well, I want to see pi- him
1: try that shit with uh, Jeff Bezos yeah Who would knock him flat yeah, that pic, that swole, that's a pretty that's great, great picture yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh man okay yeah um, let us know listener, who's your favourite heavyweight in the tech world <laughs> who would you play if they did a street fighter version of them uh, thanks for joining me Dave and Scott um, please join me next week I'm sure you will have to <laughs> <laughs> there are no and Uh, It shows that we can uh, make uh, 30 minutes out of a slow tech week. So thank you very much. And it has been Tech Week. Lee, thank you. Goodbye.
3: Cheers. Bye-bye.
2: UK Tech Weekly Podcast.